0: Welcome to Rainmakers. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Rainmakers. I'm here with Katie Bilick, co founder of GovMates and senior vice president of Republic Capital Access. Welcome, Katie.
1: Hey, Carl. Thanks for having me.
0: You bet. So you and I have known each other for a while, and I've know, known you as somebody who is really good, Katie, at, at developing a relationship and then staying in touch in nurturing that relationship. And so talk to me a little bit about how your relationship development works into your job over at uh, your company.
1: Sure, so I would say, um, you know, as, as I get to know folks, really I think that the key thing is figuring out how I can add value, how I can help solve a problem. And I think that really boils down to listening and understanding um, the needs that the other person has. You may, not be always, you may not be able to solve the problem for anyone initially, but there may be someone in the network that you know who could be helpful. Um, but it, it boils down to, to listening and um, having a really good understanding of, of the folks that you're working with as far as what makes them tick and what their, what their needs are. Um, mm-hmm. Those needs evolve over time. So um, while I may have met someone five years ago, um, you know, there may not be an actual need for the services that we have until, say, today. Um, but that's okay. Just staying in, in regular dialogue and just over time trying to find ways to add value. Um, eventually, eventually, there will ultimately be a need where I may be able to come in and provide that financing um, for their business. Let's talk a little bit
0: about Republic Capital Access. So, so you provide debt financing and then you're paid back out of revenues, correct?
1: Sure. So, sure. so to clarify, um, Republic Capital Access, so we're the largest finance company dedicated to government contractors. Um, We provide non-recourse off-balance sheet financing. So technically it's not classified as debt. From an accounting perspective, it's booked as the sale of an asset off-balance sheet. Um, so we purchase receivables generated from government contracts in a true sale fashion. Um, mm-hmm. we, we are essentially taking on the credit risk of an obligor of a receivable, i.e. the federal government, which um, for now, knock on wood, is investment grade. Um, so as a result, it lowers DSO, it lowers um, leverage ratios. It's, it's actually a, a unique product um, that can layer in adjacent to other pieces in the cap structure.
0: So it sounds very complicated, but you make it seem so simple (laughs) when, when, you know, when I'm out in the marketplace and I see somebody that has a government contract and they need kind of money to get going or or move towards it, I I, I would think of you because you're ever present in the marketplace. Well, You also have this thing called GovMates. Tell me about that and, and how did that come about?
1: Sure, so GovMates um, is a woman-owned business. Um, I started it with my uh, co-founder, Stephanie Alexander, now five years ago. Um, And GovMates is a teaming partner platform for federal contractors. Um, So by virtue of where we sit in the marketplace, I was always getting calls from large systems integrators, defense primes, uh, and increasingly government agencies kind of to do tech scouting and find really cool small businesses. Um, And Stephanie and I said to ourselves, gee, don't they have their own database? Don't they have um, resources that they can turn to? Um, And the short answer is yes, but they may not be as user friendly. The data is not fresh. So we said, let's build that. Um, And so that's what we did. So um, by now we have over 3,500 non-traditional defense contractors, i.e. small businesses in our membership. Uh, we joke about GovMates being like Match.com for GovCon, um, but you know, as an attorney, we can't say, say that or else we would get sued. I'm um, not an attorney. So, <laughs> I work for a law firm,
0: so, but I'm an attorney.
1: So GovMates, um, it's free for any small business, any non-traditional to join. Um, we're simply collecting um, all the criteria that matters from a teaming um, and procurement perspective. So their capabilities, their customer past performance, contract vehicles, NAICS codes, clearances, certifications, set-asides, you name it. Um, and then from there, they are eligible for teaming and procurement opportunities. So that when Boeing, Booz and Lockheed or insert government agency name comes to us looking for an innovative non-traditional um, our algorithms are able to produce reports of profiles um, of those companies who are the best match um, and incorporates relevant scoring and we facilitate introductions for whomever wants to meet them. So it's an efficient, effective way for larger organizations or government agencies to find um, small businesses. And then on the flip side, for those small businesses, it's a free business development tool for them that increases their visibility um, and potentially is going to bring them more revenue.
0: And I imagine that it seems very consistent with, with your job over at uh, Republic. I, I bet you also benefit at Republic Capital Access from having all those connections.
1: I think it definitely helps to solidify our place in the market um, and our commitment to the federal space. You know, at Republic, as we provide financing, we really want to help our clients grow. So if we can help them find teaming partners to win that next bid, we will absolutely do that.
0: So I've, I've noticed over time, uh, getting to know you that you're, you're very connected into the veteran space. How did you, you, you don't have a military background. How did you get into that and how did you develop that interest?
1: Sure. So yes, clearly I'm not a veteran, um, but I'm the wife of one. Um, so I would say when I, my, my background, I started my career on wall street. I was actually, um, in Silicon Valley at Goldman Sachs and I was covering tech funds, hedge funds, um, I made the move to D.C. when my husband got moved to a unit based down in Quantico, um, one that deploys to garden spots like Afghanistan and other fun places in the Middle East. Um, So I moved from, uh, you know, tech central Silicon Valley to the D.C. area. Um, And it's during his first deployment that I felt all of the angst that a typical, you know, a spouse would feel when their significant other is deployed and that sense of helplessness. And I felt the need to to contribute and give back, but I didn't know how I could. Um, It was in that period that um, I helped to uh, uh, form what is now called the National Veterans Small Business Coalition. I serve on the board um, and helping specifically um, military veterans, um, entrepreneurs in the federal space um, to win more work. Um, that was also around the timeframe that I started to get the idea for GovMates and to help, you know, not just veteran-owned businesses, but any company that is supporting the warfighter and um, the mission. Um, so it was through my experience and just kind of that feeling of helplessness that I decided that I had ways that I could truly take action and, and make a difference through my work.
0: That's great. So Katie, what, one thing I can say about you is you, you have really differentiated yourself in the marketplace. I I know, gosh, I'm I'm approaching 15,000 LinkedIn connections and I could count on one or two hands, like the people who really stand out as being amazing at what they do. And you're one of those people because you're a giver, not a taker. And I I always feel indebted to you. So when I would meet with you, I don't, Interact with enough government contractors to give you enough meaningful leads. I mean, I interact with some, but but it's not the core of what I do. Most of the companies I deal with are commercial, and so I imagine you you must take this approach with a lot of people in your network, and it must come back to you in spades. Talk to me a little bit about how that works and what's going on in your mind as you go about doing what you do.
1: Well, Carl, I think it's just you have to take the approach that you do right by people, and the business will come. Um, I think it's as simple as that. Um, don't look at every interaction as a transaction. It is relationships over transactions. And that's, that's our tagline at Republic actually. Um, but I do truly believe that just if you do right by people, uh, if you are helpful, if you're resourceful, and then the business will come. Um, so I'm, and, and that has proven itself. Um, and yeah, we, we, well, yes, we, we all work very hard. We, you know, we're pounding the pavement. And in this weird COVID environment, you know, we're definitely stretched thin as far as resources are concerned. Um, but those relationships still exist over time. And um, like I said, they're not individual transactions. It's something to nurture over the long run.
0: Yeah, so so I guess it's it's good to have people like me out there feeling indebted, <laughs> right? Because because you never know. So I I got an email from you. Let's catch up, you know. And I forgot that you went to University of Texas, and here I am in Austin. And and so you know, I don't know what you're thinking when you said let's catch up. But when I when I got the email from you, I thought, oh, I got to have her on my podcast. She's really good, you know. She gets this stuff. And and so, do you have a lot of people out there that feel the way I do? Do you think?
1: Um, all right, you know, I, I do have quite a few connections, but I think that just, um, by virtue of again, where I sit in the government contracting ecosystem, wearing my hat at Republic Capital Access, as well as GovMates, I'm just, you know, constantly interacting with uh, a lot of folks and that, that network has grown nationally. I think where we now sit with COVID, you know, f- you know, forcing us indoors and, um, not really leaving our homes, at least here in the DC area, Carl, um, you know, it's forced us to look outside virtually um, to find ways to, to reconnect with folks. Um, pre, uh, Pre-COVID, my very last trip that I took was actually to Austin um, for what was going to be South by Southwest. Um, and I had incredible meetings with folks in Austin. And um, yes, being my hometown, um, it's it got a special place in my heart. Um, but I think one thing that COVID has also taught us is that there are no longer those geographic boundaries. Um, it's simply a Zoom or, you know, uh, a Teams meeting away from being able to connect with someone in a different time zone. Um, and that in itself is pretty liberating as well.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, Brandon, we're, while we're talking, we're in, we're in this environment and hopefully we won't be in this environment forever. But how, how, have, how has your work life changed? Like, how have you connected with people? Have you, have you connected with new people? virtually? Have you stayed connected with people that you knew and how much of this is here to stay going forward, even when we don't have the, you know, the regulations of having to stay in our homes?
1: Um, so all of the above, um, I, the, 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 the platforms out there like Zoom and Teams have enabled us to stay connected with existing relationships. Um, I think because we were so early on forced to use these platforms, that then made it more acceptable to use Zoom and Teams to connect with new, um, new folks, and to make new relationships. You know, pre-COVID, would I have, you know, offered a, a Zoom meeting to someone I'd never met? Mm, probably not. You know, an in-person meeting would be more appropriate. Um, but now it's it's forced the issue to where now we are all, um, at this point of where we are in COVID, very comfortable with using those platforms. So I'm grateful for that, because it enables to, us to build relationships in other geographies where maybe historically we would have you know, way to, to get on a plane um, to be able to see people in person. Um, I, I love the idea that um, in one sense, this breaks down the barriers to entry for a lot of small businesses and non-traditionals in the federal space. Think of all the big federal contracting conferences, the federal customers that folks are trying to get access to and thought they had to hop on a plane to, to go to the Pentagon. Well, now you've got organizations like AFWorks who are doing a tremendous job where they are tapping um, talent and resources all over the country to attend these virtual events, where they're gaining access to government cu- customers, um, venture capital funds, folks like you and me, um, all through just a virtual event. So I think, in going forward, the way of the future, we're going to have a hybrid approach. Um, I, I'm as as you like. I, I definitely value the in-person interaction with folks. Um, but there is definitely um, a time and place, and there is value in the virtual component of things as well.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, although some things cannot be replicated virtually, like South by Southwest <laughs> that you mentioned, I I too was planning to t- to attend South by Southwest, and I didn't go because it was canceled. Um, I don't think that can be replicated virtually. They're going to try it this year. I'm not attending. I, I just can't, you know, it's not really for the conference that I attend. It's for the thousand other, you know, side events that happen at the event. So I don't, I don't know that that's going to work. So yeah. And I, and
1: then that? I, yes, I completely agree. Um, And, and I don't get the, the tacos and the barbecue either virtually. Exactly. So there are some things you definitely miss out on when you do it virtual. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I, I, I'm at the stage now where now that, some events are starting to be held again, like Florida in Florida, they're having their venture fair down in Florida. I, 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 somebody asked to meet me there and I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I didn't even know it was being held, you know? So some of these things are starting to come back. And as they're starting to come back, I'm, I'm starting to say, no, I'm not going to go to do this virtual thing. So I, I think, you know, those of us who have been doing virtual stuff for a year are like kind of done with it. I mean, we'll do it if we have to, but it's just not the same. Uh, and granted, I'm in Texas, and I've been to Florida, and those two states are much more open than other states. And and once you've tasted it again, it's really hard to go back. And so I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. If you think people are going to just stay with the virtual stuff, maybe a portion of the po- population.
1: So I, here's an example. At GovMates, we host regular training and educational content. It's called the GovMates Institute. And Prior to COVID, our institute events were typically half day events in person uh, in the DC area. Um, Since COVID hit, that has migrated to a virtual setting. Um, and while, yes, we love the in-person interaction, one thing the virtual setting has allowed us to do is engage our members all over the nation. Um, mm-hmm. Previously, we, we would have enough advance notice for our members to where if someone wanted to attend an institute, they would hop on a plane. And that literally happened every single institute. Um, we had a lot of demand for it. Um, but now, again, those, those barriers have been broken down. So we hosted um, an institute last week on the topic of access to capital. Um, And we had members from all over the country, Silicon Valley, Austin, Michigan, Massachusetts, and the DC area who were watching virtually. Um, So going forward with the Institute, we're going to offer a combination of both. We will offer the in-person events. We'll offer them in multiple geographies, but then we'll also have a steady stream of virtual events as well, so that our members who are in other geographic locations, maybe not as many resources to be able to hop on a plane and fly to DC, that they have options as well.
0: Yeah. So I always like to end these um, interviews with a question about if I have a, a young person, a student, somebody who wants to get into what you're doing, they, they think your job at Republic Capital Access sounds really cool or GovMates that you formed sounds exciting. What advice do you have for somebody young who's wanting to aspire to do what you do? What, what, what advice do you have them have for them to do now?
1: I would say um, obviously work hard, but learn how to be resourceful. Um, find ways to add value to whatever team you are working with. Um, find ways to make other people's lives easier. It could be little things, but those little things add up. Um, when I when I started my career at Goldman, um, I was on a training desk, and every morning at 4 a.m., we would start the morning call. Um, and the morning call covered the day's research, um, everything that was being pushed out by by Goldman research for the day. Um, And I ended up taking literally transcribing notes of the entire research call um, and compiling those into little sound bites. Um, Over time, my notes um, from the morning research call ended up uh, being disseminated across the world to other folks within Goldman who would then use that to push out to their client base. And so they came to look forward to every morning, getting my notes on the morning research call, which initially was just for myself and my immediate team in San Francisco, but then grew to become an incredible asset for folks around the firm. Who would have thought that taking notes, literally transcribing notes on a call would become so valuable? Um, Things like that, again, being resourceful and learning to add value to a team is critical to um, helping to take yourself to the next level.
0: Katie Bilek, that's great advice. You've differentiated yourself your whole career. Thank you for joining me. Senior Vice President, Republic Capital Access and co-founder of GovMates thank you for joining us. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Thanks for joining us.
1: You have been listening to brainmakers with Carl Grant.